If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Well, let's start out with Monday night, college football championship, TCU, Georgia, Kerry. You know, I said, Terry, I kind of start with Terry, but I'm actually going to start with Kerry for just the segment. You praised TCU all season, justified. And I think we all agree to, especially, you know, Van as a former player, it's all about matchups. Georgia was not a good matchup for TCU at all, but it can't take away on what TCU did this season. So, Carrie, first up. I mean, I knew in my heart of hearts that Georgia was going to win that game. I mean, really, you know, I mean, for real. Now, I didn't think it was going to be the slaughter that it ended up being, right? Uh, But that 3-3-5 that TCU was laying down just did not work. When when you got McConkney and the best player, in my opinion, in the country, who should already be on the Heisman shortlist, Brock Bowers, I mean, you know, good luck, good luck. And TCU had some luck against Michigan. They honestly did. They had, you know, they had a couple of lucky picks and ended up getting ahead enough that they could stay there. Um, but yeah, it was it, it sucked. I enjoyed watching the SEC win. I always enjoy watching the SEC win. But you know, I'm still on the Sunny Dykes train. I'm still on the Hit No Toads train. I thought they had a fantastic season um, from where they were even like three years ago. That's amazing to be able to get to the national championship game when they didn't they didn't even have a winning season like like three years ago. So, you know, props to them for getting there. Um, unfortunately, they just ran into a liquored up and pissed off Georgia team who played a real bad game against Ohio State. And it didn't matter who Georgia came up against in that game. They were looking to – they were focused in, laser focused. They were looking to destroy, and they absolutely did. Terry, I'm going to go to you. You kind of start it, you know, start the segments. Georgia, I, I think the consensus was is that – yeah, CC. It comes down to it. What what is it stat wise, Corey? Give me the stat of all the BCS games or championships. How many has the SEC won out of how many? Like fourteen? Or was it something crazy? I don't, I don't know the exact number, but it's 
pretty pretty dominant. If, yeah. if, 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 you, if you look back to Tennessee in 98, Tennessee won, then Florida wins. And, you know, it's like, what, seven different schools in the SEC have won yeah. in the football, uh, this, this football world, you know. And, and to me, if you are tired of the SEC, all you have to do is beat them. That's all you have to do. Like, I'm tired of pundits every year. Oh, Alabama, because when they get there, Alabama beats everybody's ass. Like, we've never seen an SEC team get embarrassed like SEC teams have done. Right. The SEC's best is better than everybody else. And so I've had conversations. I'm in the Midwest. People have asked me, what's the thing about the SEC? Me, I do it, number one, because it aggravates everybody else. But two, the, the southeastern part of the United States is, is still fair game for your jokes, still fair game for everything that people say about the SEC, right? But we say, you know, folks like Carrie Lewis and her news, football is king. College mm-hmm. football is king. And as the South, we have said, to quote Outcast, the South got something to say. Right. You can, in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and run all these newfangled offenses, but when it comes down to it, our best, whoever that is, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Auburn, Tennessee, our best will beat your best, period. So if you're tired of the SEC, just beat them. That It's that easy. Just beat them. Yeah, and uh, in a couple of years, was it? Is it next year? 2024. Corey, when the playoffs expand to 12 teams, that's just going to give more SEC teams an opportunity. And here's my take for it, Corey's take. Honestly, I think if there was 12 teams this year, I think Alabama would have been knocking on that door as a, as a possible opponent for Georgia. Corey, go ahead. Uh, it's another uh, stout game by by the defense for Georgia. They gave up, I think, nine first downs. I think Georgia had almost as many yards of offense on their scoring plays as the Horn Frogs had the, the the entire game. So it was pretty pretty dominant from start to finish. Um, getting out to the big seventeen uh, point first uh, first quarter, just got the ball ball rolling, and uh, Horn Frogs didn't have a shot after that. Yeah, they they were. Very overwhelmed. Tristan, uh, your take on the uh, championship game? Yeah, kind of like Kerry and, and Terry were alluding to, the SEC is just built different. There's, I mean, if you want to beat them, you got to go up and beat them. Um, I don't think it's going to get any any easier for teams with Texas and Oklahoma joining because when they join, I mean, they haven't been up to up to caliber this past season. But when you join that conference, you're going to have that recruiting advantage. You're going to get the players that you want. I mean, they're they're going to come back with a vengeance, and they're going to join Alabama and Georgia. And you got four teams that, on an annual basis, I think will compete for that 12-team playoff when it comes. Agree, Van. Your take. TCU's advantage all year has been their speed. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> Their speed can't match Georgia's speed. And that's what was the difference. The difference is, I mean, honestly, this is where the SEC wins. It's not the quarterbacks because everybody has quarterbacks. You go to Pac-12, you go to Big 12, you get, everybody has quarterback. It's not skill position. They all got run, running backs and receivers. True. It's not defensive skill position, not DBs. It's the freaking offensive and defensive line. Right. The Big Ten has a bunch of hogs. The SEC has hogs who can run under five second forty. Athletic hogs. <laughs> That's the difference. That is that is the mm-hmm. difference because when you get a nose, I mean, just think of Jalen Carter. You can get a nose tackle with probably I'm over exaggerating. I'm just with a ninety inch wingspan, right? Who can probably run a four nine, and if he can cut you off on a wide zone, what can you do? I mean, it's like it's unfair, and that's the difference between Southern players and players elsewhere is a lot of our we have finally um it's changed a little bit but we're not basketball players down south so all those basketball long wingspan guys 
out in the Upper East Coast and out West that play basketball, we convert them to defensive linemen. We put a little weight on them, and that's the difference. We we just have – it's not – I don't want to say better athlete. It's just, like you said, football is king. It's not basketball. So when these kids that grow up that are born, their dad is 6'7", their mom is 6'2", they're not, oh, let's put a basketball in their hand. No, they're setting already. They take offensive tackles doing set drills, and that's the difference. And until the other part of the country can develop defensive linemen that can run like they can in the South the Conference, it's going to be very difficult to beat us. Great takes. Let me chat, let the the people in the chat throw some questions and let you all give your takes. Now, our Mike, was Georgia TCU good for college football? Terry, what say you? I don't, I don't think it matters either way. The, the machine's going to keep on going. It doesn't matter. We've seen blowouts in championship games before, uh, going back to Nebraska and Florida. <laughs> Uh, you know, Miami beat Nebraska handily, you know, some years ago. I, I don't think it's going to be it's going to matter either way. The football is big enough on its own. The championship game doesn't matter. You know, for most of the Super Bowl's history, the game hasn't been a very good game, but it still means something uh, beyond that. So I, good or bad, I, you know, I think it's going to keep on moving. Corey, what about you? <clears throat> I think the same as Terry. Uh, the blowout doesn't really matter. I mean, the. The uh, SEC has shown in recent years that you know it doesn't matter who who they play against, they're they're, they're going to win. So um, unfortunately, the uh, Horn Frogs were the uh, uh, victim this year. The victim, yeah. After two uh, competitive semifinal games, you know we got the uh, kind of the uh, debacle in the championship game. But uh, uh, Tristan, same question to you. Good for college yeah, I football. I think. Even with it being a blowout, it's not going to make people not tune in next season or make college football less popular. Um, the way I see it, though, is uh, like Corey said, you had, or like you said, you had two competitive semifinal games. Um, but I think big picture of that game, just for a school like TCU, um, somebody that hasn't been a powerhouse to make it to the college football championship, that does mean something. So, um, yeah, when they get there, they may, they're not going to beat. Alabama or Georgia most likely, but it, it, it is a cool story when teams like that can make it that far. That's a very good point. Kerry, what about you? I, I don't – I'm with, with their, kind of what everybody else said in terms of it not not the national championship game not being good nor bad for college football. I think the playoff and the semifinal games are actually more important than the overall national championship game is because that's where you're going to get your better matchups. And that's where we're going to see, I think, when you go into this 12-team playoff system in a couple of years, that you're going to get some really good, good matchups in the beginning mm-hmm. Of the of those playoffs, and then that's going to just like just like you see with the basketball in the ter- basketball tournament, that kind of whittles itself down to chalk, right? And, and it, but you still get a, a chance to root for the underdogs like TCU and that kind of thing. They're probably not going to win the whole thing, but it's fun to watch them get there and at least say, hey, uh, they have a half a chance. <laughs> they got there, right? I think that's where the importance lies. Not necessarily in the national championship game, but in all the games that come before that in terms of a playoff and semifinals. You know, for shits and giggles, I've got to do one night where I'm going to have someone on the sidelines giving, like, doing the point thing. What is the, what is the shit, the ESPN show? that Around the horn? Around the horn, yeah, where (laughs) (laughs) thing is. Man, former player, speak to me from that perspective. Good for college football? Football is football. Uh, you get up, you get blowouts every every week. This, this is it's not like we, we get six to three games, uh, fourteen weeks out of the season. And all of a sudden, we get a 
50 to three game. It, it, it is what it is. But this is what's going to be weird to me, right? If LSU doesn't lose to Texas A&M in that last game, the SEC would have probably had four teams in the top 12 of last year ranking, right? Yeah. So now you get four SEC teams in the 12, right? What if you get all four in the final four? Then what happens? Please, please, I want to see it. There is a a legitimate chance that here's why I say that, because it's going to be weird how they they arrange the schedule. Are they going to – you know how Kentucky is always going to probably play Louisville or Indiana or one of those rivals in the the, NCAA tournament? Mm -hmm. Are they going to pit two SEC teams to prevent three from going to the Final Four? Because I guarantee you, I will put my money on it every year that three SEC teams – will make the Final Four every year. And then it's going to be like, oh, they should form their own league. They should go on their own and, and make it fair for everybody else. Because it legit. if Tennessee doesn't lose Hooker, they would have been in the Final Four. They would have been one of the four top teams. Yeah. So it's like, and then you got, and they on the same side of the conference, one level wouldn't have played in the SEC championship game. Right. Oh, that's great points. And, and the other thing, too, is that Tennessee, even with their backup, beat the shit out of Clemson, the ACC champion. Alabama beat the shit out of Kansas State. And, you know, these are not teams. It was close, though. It was close at the start. It was close. But but Kerry brought up a great point. (laughs) You know, we always say the NCAA men's basketball tournament, on the women's side, too, it's a Cinderella and it's all this kind of stuff. But when you look, six teams have over half the championship, right? Like, we, 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 we like these early Cinderellas, but when it comes to the nuts and bolts, it's Duke, it's Kentucky, it's Carolina, it's UCLA, you know, it's North Carolina, in, you know, Indiana. So Kansas. you can expand it. it. You can expand <laughs> it and give the illusion that a TCU hmm. might have a chance. But at the end of the day, it's going to be one of the big boys cutting down the nets or tearing down the goalposts, whatever they do in football, man. Jay Hayes is in the house. TCU being in the championship game gave me the hope that one day why not Kentucky has its, has it, its up team to those. Yeah. I see what he's saying. If what did we say? If if the twelve teams were this year, there was definitely three SEC, three. Yeah, Georgia, Bama, and what Tennessee? Tennessee, Tennessee. But you're going to have that every year. If you're every year. the top twelve, I agree. Three of them are going to be SEC at the very least, yes. right? Well, yeah. Because you got who, the two teams in the championship, yes, and then the odd team out that didn't yep. beat Georgia or didn't beat yep. Bama. You know, so. If you expand it to 12, this year, it's theoretical, Tennessee and Alabama would have been right there. So right. I would say you're probably going to have four SEC teams. Potentially four. And the SEC note, championship is just going to be for seeding. Yes. And on that note, one of those right. teams, that when they go against Georgia or Alabama or whatever, one of those teams is going to fall in that 12 seed. They're going to be towards the bottom. And that's the team that the two, three, four seed they don't want to play because they're better than the seed that they're given. And it's kind of like sure. when Cal says, when you when you underseed a team in the NCAA tournament, you're not hurting them. They're going to be where they're going to be. You're hurting those higher seed teams that have to play them. Yeah, I'm not sure if – because Tennessee was still ranked pretty high after they lost to South Carolina. I think they were in the top six. Um, but LSU would have been that team probably yeah. at 11 or 12 that you really wouldn't want to face. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just unfair. I, because the thing about it, this, this is, I thought about this the other day is that, all right, I know you can't do this, but what if I am in second place to Georgia, right? And I know they're going to go to the SEC championship game. Do I sit my players out that last game? Because it doesn't matter. I'm going to get into the tournament. I'm going to get into the top 12. 
is it better? Is it best to not play an extra game than have to play the SEC championship game? Because you're already in the top twelve. That's a strategy. That's definitely something to consider. Go ahead, Terry. No, so we're we're going to see gamesmanship like that. We're yeah. going to see schedules change. So. Right. You know, uh, it's it's going to mean something. The SEC teams that have ACC rivals like Kentucky like Georgia, like uh, uh, South Carolina, do you yeah. move those games, mm. right? Yeah. Do you, you know, if it's a 12-team playoff, would you rather have that early Eastern Kentucky your yeah. last game versus yeah. Louisville? Yeah. You know, I think we're going to see some gamesmanship. You know, the SEC already has that one week before that where we play like the Citadel, you know, Alabama plays the Citadel, South yeah. Carolina plays this school. So I think with the schedule, you're going to see – some maneuvering right comments here usm cap fan george com- competed versus speed almost every week yeah tcu and osu did not a 12-team college football playoff won't benefit the sec as much as folks think conference champ yeah i mean that's a good point they're they're still and there was so so basically what he's saying for people listen to the audio is that when they do expand to 12 guys there are designated spots for yeah. conferences and i think one Tulane was in the top 12. They would have this year would have been one of the 12, which I guess, yeah, it it just it's interesting. We'll see how those play out. But I do think it's very realistic that you see you're going to see at least three SEC teams every year. It doesn't. It's still top twelve. It, I mean, all right. the conference champs. It's still it's not like right. the NFL where mm-hmm. you get yeah. Tampa Bay with a horrible record. They just win their division. They're automatically in. It's still the top twelve. All the Power Five conference champions are going to be in the in the, in the top ten at least. So mm-hmm. they're going to go in anyway. So you're still getting your top twelve teams. I don't think it's going to affect the SEC at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably going to affect other teams, other conferences more than it'll affect us. Because we're going to always be in the top 12 because we play the best conference schedule. Our strength of schedule is going to always be high. Yeah. Before we go to Kentucky men's basketball, uh, let's talk some football. Officially, Liam Cohen, Terry, I guess it, it was official. Officially, he announced that he was the Worst new kept OC. Worst kept secret. We got a uh, four-star recruit running back, uh, highest uh, running back recruit, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, since Boom. Did I write Boom Williams? I believe that's right. Okay. Uh, So football, Terry, you know, good week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the football guys. Trend, trending in the right direction. That's what you want to see. So. It's it's not so much <clears throat> to be, you know, way back when where you had to kind of roll the dice on some folks and hope things pan out and hope you had some good in-state talent. Now, Kentucky's out there plucking the best of the best of the transfers and, 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 and building something special. So I'm excited. Uh... 
Corey, same with you. Uh, football, anything you want to add? Well, we saw what uh, Cohen did with at the time was an unknown in Levis because he didn't show much at Penn State. And Larry, although he has some health concerns, he's shown what he can do already. I think he had 35 touchdowns and five picks, I think, in 2021. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, last year, um, we really only had one really good receiver in Wandell. And next year, I mean, we're going to be loaded with Brown and Key and uh, Caddis and Dingle. And Robinson's coming back too, right? Yeah, Robinson's coming back. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty exciting to see what a Liam can do with all, all of those weapons. On pretty- a lot. And, yeah. um, Tristan, football-wise, what do you got for me? Yeah, so obviously with all that young talent, it's going to be an exciting season just to see how that blends with Devin Leary and Cohen coming back. I mean, knowing that he recruited a lot of those guys. But I had the opportunity to, to, to hear uh, Cohen talk on a Zoom the other day, and, I mean, that dude, he, I mean, he's as pro as you can be. He says everything is the right answer. Um, and one thing that really caught my eye was, like, he took responsibility for what happened last season. Yeah, he wasn't here, but a lot of those guys were his guys. So now that he's back, yeah, I want to see how he works in the fold, how he plays in their strengths and stuff. Um, one of the, his biggest priorities is the offensive line, so I, he's going to get that straightened out, it seems like. I mean, he talked everything from not just their ability, but just their demeanor, um, maturity, things like that. So it, it doesn't sound like that was up to par last season. Um, and I'm excited that, that that's going to get corrected this season. That's uh, great points. Carrie is a fan. <laughs> and actually, I'll, I'll throw this to both Carrie and Van, and you can both answer it. But the fact that we're getting back an OC who, you know, two, well, last, I guess, technically last year, whatever, whatever his, his, his one year, that, you know, was is a pretty badass year for us. And he's coming back. He, he knows the program, he knows what's expected as far as from stoops how how excited can we really be should be for you know Colin to to be back i mean people can be as excited as they want to be i mean that's your feelings do whatever you want um i temper expectations always recruiting classes i temper expectations this i'm going to temper expectations can you catch lightning in a bottle twice sometimes you can't um you know sometimes that happens i'm going to start the timer in august to see how long it takes fans to start screaming and yelling on social media platforms because he's not doing what they want or what he what they think he should do and also i thought about this the other day i thought huh the rams won the super bowl last year and then they won five games this year um what was the difference i'm just saying i'm not saying i'm just saying that's Um, a great point (laughs) well you know here's the thing too I've said this. Cohen, Nick Saban, uh, shit, who's the uh, the guy at Jacksonville? Um, damn. Peterson Urban Meyer? Or Meyer. Oh, Meyer. Some, some of those guys are just not fucking NFL guys. Well, yeah. That's not true for Saban. If you look at Saban, his run in Miami wasn't as bad as we thought. He left on his own. It wasn't like he was run out of town. Right. The, so, the bottom line is I temper my right. expectations always. Um, and I, you know, but I also think that, yes, we should be excited because this guy does have a track record here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't get angry or upset if he's not doing what you want right off the bat. Of course, man. All right. Well, the people gospel. were upset. Right. I mean, if you, if you remember, people were upset when the year he was here early in the season. If you remember the, the Central Michigan game where Ty had to save us, they were not happy. They were not having that Florida game where Trevor Wallace has the savers. There were some moments when he was here. People just conveniently forget 
about that first half of the season. But here's the difference. Tristan brings up a point, and this is the difference for me between him and Skane, his ability to reach young men. He has a little swag um, that appeals to this generation. So that is going to help. The next thing is I'm about to bring the porn bot up. We got two coxes, and two coxes is better than one. So... That's a lot of the station. <laughs> so, so here it is. The biggest pickup in the portal this year wasn't Leary, wasn't Ray Davis, wasn't Hardaway, wasn't Dunn. It was Marquise Cox. And the reason why, because you just solidify the whole left side of the line. You bring Horsey back. Thank God he decided to come back for COVID. You got a left tackle and a left guard and a center that are veterans. See, people understand, you can, you can, you can scheme around one bad side of one bad side of the offensive line. You can scheme with with one bad old lineman. You can't scheme with one guy who's bad over here, one guy who's bad over here. One, we were in an issue because we were just not, we didn't have one side that we can trust. Well, this year we got one side we can trust. And you know what? Like Kerry said. Liam has lucked up again. He comes here and he gets Cox and Horsey to come back, and he got Eli Cox at center. If he didn't have that, it would be a freaking issue. But he got lucky, and Horsey came back. Terry, Damn break it, it down. House, what do you what are you seeing back here? <laughs> when the X receiver cut in, what are you doing? I huh? see a, you open up your hips. Like a mess. It looks like you a little mess. That's what you do. Don't have enough players. You let you losing the leverage. You left him you on play, an island, you play, Terry. You play eight-man football. You left him on an island. <laughs> oh, the whiteboard. Is it, is it only eight? It's, it's a staple. <laughs> I don't apologize. Uh, Terry, do you use the whiteboard on the uh, Cats Talk Wednesday? I need to. No, you don't, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that. <laughs> no, the wait a question minute. Is wait, hold on. Are you Property. gonna tell me what I can do on MLK weekend? <laughs> Ooh, good no, one. No, Are you gonna no, tell me what no, I can no, do on MLK? No, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Terry, I'll wait till Tuesday. Water. Hey, does Terry use the whiteboard with with his wife though? That's what huh? I want to know. That's why I'm here in the basement. I love y'all. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Tristan, I apologize. All right. All I was going to say was um, when, another thing Cohen said is that first year, like Kerry alluded to, you may not catch lightning in the ball twice. That first year, he had Christopher Rodriguez back there. That's going to get you three or four yards every, every play. He's not – not to say that we don't have talent back there. I mean, obviously, Jamarian Wilcox and uh-huh. you got Ramon Jefferson back. But they haven't proven themselves where a C-Rod had, and you had an offensive line that had three NFL guys. So I'm not right. saying those guys aren't experienced, but those guys were at a different level, and that was something that he even said he took for granted. You're not gonna, always going to have that have that value back there. Damn, Tristan with all the, the knowledge here tonight. I'm, I'm, jerking around, I'm, I'm messing around with the whiteboard, and Tristan's actually taking this serious. <laughs> right. Taking it way he too serious. Spot. <laughs> and, and plus the old linemen played together as a unit for some years, for a couple of years, so that also yeah. helped. So I hear, uh, according to Ann, I didn't know this for a fact, but Cohen is evidently signed for three years. I guess that's all. That means nothing. Subject. Yeah, it means nothing. Uh, well, we got some comment. Let's see. Uh, Wilcox is going to be special. That's what I've heard, too. Dude, this kid, uh, I mean, look, this kid, I saw he had a 40-inch vertical, and he power cleaned 315 pounds. That's all I need to know for my running back. That means he's got explosive Hips, porn bot, explosive hips. <laughs> so he, I gotta, I gotta insert seventies porn music in the background. <laughs> so 
So next dude, topic, Kevin Hale. That's, we got, that's, we got that's impressive line. for Hopkins. I know, I know. But those Carrie Carrie did say ten fifteen is the hard time. All right, I so what we got real way. quick. And we got the Jordan says, and we got the bowl, cox, and bow. Okay. We also got a horsey cox. Now I'm that, that, you know. <laughs> a lot of cox. Cox can, is gonna be trending tonight. Can I tell a story about Cox? Can I tell a story? Oh, you're the one that just told me about a horse stop and now you're Kevin Hale. So in high school, one of my good friends, his last name was Cox. So they gave us this project we had to do. We had to come up with our own business, like a business plan. So we named our company Brown Cox. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I was a juvenile then, and it still makes me laugh. But what, you know, what, what, what if we're grade? trying to grade? make an impression with Tristan tonight, I'm not sure. We we got an A because we a, did it straight up. Ex- except for the name, we presented straight up. But then toward the end, <laughs> straight we, up. So we practiced straight a few taglines, <laughs> and then it was then it was bad. Hey, and, and the we'll keep going. Brown Brown Cox is going to get get some. Uh, some good uh, PR. <laughs> do you want me? Do you want me to sign out? I apologize, folks. <laughs> no, see, now, I think you all just bragging now, Terry. <laughs> right, not your brown card. All right, all right, all right. The 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 main event for the night, the week that was for Kentucky basketball, Kentucky men's basketball. If we take it back, Terry Brown to you know I'm gonna start calling you Terry Brown because you keep calling me Kevin Hill. Uh, Terry Brown. So last hey, Saturday, people things on MLK weekend, Kevin. You, you, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking back seat to you. No, yeah, I take back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. MLK is very important. And, uh, it is. It is very, yes. absolutely. Um, last Saturday, Cats, uh, not surprised that, definitely not surprised that Bama beat them. I was a little disappointed on the, the, the final score, the margin, but there's no excuse for what happened at home against South Carolina. South Carolina, was coming off a 40-point loss to someone prior to Kentucky. And here's the thing, too, what kind of bummed me out, too. Not bummed me. Kentucky won yesterday, but I happened to see South Carolina. You would think South Carolina going on the road against Kentucky, winning, would have given them some confidence, some mojo, some spirit, some, you know, like, man, we can do something. And what did they do? They lost by 40 some points at home against Texas AM yesterday. All right, not to be a party pooper, but still, it's just that sucker and loss was bad. So, Terry, leading up to this game yesterday at Tennessee, I think the consensus was is that Tennessee was going to win. Um, but they didn't. Kentucky played, played very well. Uh, in a, with a with a lineup that didn't have a player that's not one of my favorite players, and I'm not going to go into all that. But give me, I get you can what, talk what about a, the what game. A, yes. What a week, though! What right? a week, in, yeah. In so just athletics. give me your week, was, and then go it ahead. It was so. it was a crazy week. Uh, the Bama loss inexcusable. You know, you can lose, but you can't get run out and embarrassed. And then turn around and lose to South Carolina at home. I mean, this was up there with VMI, with, uh, you know, whoever else you want to... It was a bad loss. Very bad. And uh, against South Carolina, I I never felt like Kentucky was going to win, even when the gap closed. And it was inexcusable. You can't have that kind of loss at home against South Carolina. And so we get caught up in the he said, she said, you know, there's two sides to every story. The truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't doubt Kyle Tucker's reporting. I just doubt that the facts are as they were presented to him. At Evansville was a bad loss. Um, yeah, yeah. But for for the team to uh, rebound 
and play like they did at Tennessee, you know, this just goes to show that the Cal knows what he's doing. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. And I'm a sunshine pumper, right? So for me, it's if you're going to say something negative or have a criticism, let it be valid, right? After South Carolina, I was very, very harsh. I'm like, this may be the time where we need to go. Like Cal needs to go. Because this this is not this is worse than a rebuild at this point. But what I do know is John Vincent Calipari, when he's backed into a corner, does a pretty good job. Don't tell me he only wins when he has all the talent, because in 1996, he beat the best basketball team I've ever seen with Marcus Camby and a bunch of dudes that went pro and something else. And when (laughs) Memphis was rolling off 30 wins a year. Outside of Derrick Rose and Tyreek Evans, name me somebody else. Right. Right. It's Douglas Roberts. The, okay. There you go. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's and, and, and so telling me, like, he's not, I'm like, look at what he's done. Look at his track record. So he got painted to a corner. I was not surprised that they came out ready to play against Tennessee. This was the deciding game. Are you packing it up? Are you going to fight your way out? And they fought their way out. What we saw on Saturday, that team is a second weekend NCAA tournament team, period. Period. Um, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there some, uh, after the South Carolina loss, South Carolina loss, uh, didn't Oscar kind of call out his team? Yeah, that was, uh, of what we know of Oscar, that was not really like him to call out that, you know, they didn't show any fight. And he said uh, he wouldn't mind if Cal would play some walk-ons if if they would show fight and effort. That was um, that that statement. Wow. <laughs> I mean, how, how can you you can't you can't challenge the guy who is, you know, his motor is crazy and he, his stats back it up. But go ahead. And this, this is something you don't say to the public if if you do have a problem, hey, no. keep it uh, keep it in, in the house. Don't is there a, is there before Tennessee uh, him making that statement? Was that directed at certain players? Uh, that I'm not really sure. I, I don't okay. know. All right. And I if mean, anybody I, knows, jump in and say it. But. I just say, I don't, I'm not saying there's there were specific players. I mean, if you watch the floor, you can see who's giving effort and who's not. Um, but Sheboy said some of my teammates – aren't willing to fight. So that's not the whole team. That's not the majority of the team. But there are guys, when they're not playing well, they get in their own heads and they give up. I mean, that, that's pretty evident. I mean, that if you go back and watch the games, just just go look at it. Um, and whether that was harsh to save his teammates or not, I mean, it was. But it was true. I mean, they gave up the second half against Alabama. That was unexpected, uh, inexcusable. They didn't show up to play the first ten minutes of the South Carolina game, and that's what that's what cost them. Um, and then when you get minutes, South Carolina yeah. that confidence, right. Mitchie Johnson has thirty points, has four or five uh, shot clock buzzer beaters um, from thirty feet, and then that's that's why you lose. Wow, I, I can bring bring Tristan on more because his his takes are is are factually based. Because <laughs> you're right, the ten minutes, that first ten minutes of the South Carolina game, the South Carolina game dictated the rest of the game. Could take uh Carrie, um the week that was. Fine. Okay. I I'm not gonna like it because I don't like to lose and especially don't like to lose to Tennessee, but at least give effort. Like I'll at least, you know, take take effort, right? And there was no effort at Alabama. None. There was no effort against South Carolina. And guess what? When you play like you give a fuck Good things can happen, right? And they actually played like that on Saturday. Um, so yeah, I mean, effort. That's that's. If we would have lost, like I said, I was, it would have sucked. But at least there would have been some effort there. And there's nothing worse than seeing somebody lose 
and just just lack of, of effort, right? I will say that this week also reminded me that um, not if you're not in academic fundraising, you don't understand how academic fundraising works. Um, and that's what I will say about that. I oftentimes forget that people like myself who are in academic fundraising um, know how it works and people who aren't have no idea. And it kind of made my head want to explode. Mm. Mm. No, I do want to ask you a question, not knowing that you're an academic fundraising. I'm not saying, obviously, Cal doesn't have $30 million in the bank, but isn't now that if Cal does have $30 million, he believes he can get from his guys? I'm not saying so, go there right now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But isn't this the time to think? I mean, that's $30 million the university doesn't have to pay or get from the K fund. Well, or- but, but if it's it's in pledges there that's different than somebody writing a check right so if you're if you're saying i'm going to pledge you this first of all there's forms you got to fill out there's a whole system you got to go through because the irs looks at that stuff and so do auditors trust me um and then most people when they do a pledge they say okay i'm going to give you you know five thousand dollars over a period of years that's going to equal that amount of money that I have pledged to you. Right. So it's not just, just, he doesn't automatically have $30 million or somebody is not writing him, you know, 30 people aren't writing him $1 million checks right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. It's if the, if you say it's a pledge, then you say, okay, I'm going to give you $25,000 over five year period or whatever it is. So, yeah. But wasn't a majority of that thirty million dollars from former players? Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. But you still have to go through the okay. system. Okay, okay, no, just make it. No, no, we you're, right. you're right. That's what yeah, we were, we're told. told. Right, that's fair, Terry. I've fair. I've pledged a lot of money to things, and it doesn't always fall through. Like you can't start breaking ground because someone's like, "Yeah, I got thirty million dollars." That's not the way it works, and I'm glad Kerry mm-hmm. explained it because yeah. you see people arguing for things, and they have zero idea right. how university fundraising goes. They have zero <laughs> idea of what facility management is about. They have zero idea on how to run a fucking athletic department. But right. I'm going to listen to Wildcat 69 person talk to me about <laughs> this, this, and this, and wow. how the athletic department, you know, athletic director is intentionally trying to sabotage his basketball coach. That is the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard before in my life. And I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I heard Damn, you I hate this. this guy and you're like, cause I've seen people, what has Mitch done for the athletic department? They were number Not nine, good. the director cup standings. I know people don't give a shit about that, but it matters. Yeah. It absolutely matters. You can't puff out your chest when you see Sidney McLaughlin and Abby Steiner running, winning gold medals, setting world records. And they're like, 
go cats. You can't puff out your chest and then be upset when the women's track team gets funded. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And on top Ooh, and on top of hit? that, and on top of that, I get it. We want to give football money. We want to give men's basketball money. Well, Title IX is not a suggestion. It's a fucking rule. You can't just dump money into the men's sports and and have the women's sports because Leah Edmond talks all the time about how bad things are in Memorial Coliseum. And volleyball is the most successful program we've had over the last seven years. I know people don't care. But Mitch's job is not to make sure Coach Cal is happy all the time. It's not to make sure Mark Stoops is happy all the time. It's to field a competitive athletic department from top to bottom. And going from when they were ranked 70s when I was in school to being a top 10 program every year, he's done his fucking job. Terry Brown, I am going to clip this part and put it out there because you you just said it all. Mitch does get a bad rap. And I have to admit, uh, doing round of shots a year or so ago, my my mentality was men's basketball and football. And in, in a in a whim, Terry Brown, you laid out everything uh, about the other programs. All now, I, I've, I've obviously I heard I've heard our other programs being successful, but when you start laying it out, there is a there is one denominator, common denominator, and it is Mitch because Mitch brought the and people like I don't know if he can pick a head coach. Let me tell you something. Yeah. In 2015, the women's track team finished second in the country. Coach Florial was the coach. He went to Texas. He brought in a new coach, Coach Lonnie Green, who is a Hall of Fame in the Drake Relays. That's who brought in Sidney McLaughlin. That's why the women's track team finished third this year in the NCAAs. Well, I don't know. He brought in Billy G. He also uh, brought in Coach Skinner for volleyball, a national championship, six SEC SEC Mm -hmm. championships in a row. That's four recruiting classes, SEC champions. Open up your eyes. I get it. I want the basketball team to be their best, but I love my university. As you can see, I've got gymnastics and women's volleyball and women's soccer because I care about all of it. If you don't just say that, but stop saying Mitch has been a bad thing for that uh, university. That's not true. Mitch is he, win- he, he wins awards. Yeah. People that work for him go on and he's got, what, four or five people that work for him that have become ADs at other places. Hmm. If you don't know how the sausage is made, well, then stop commenting on how the sausage is made. Where's my tambourine? Well, it ain't just me. It's crazy. Who's telling you how, how how funding works? Exactly. Amen. I love this. This Amen. is this. This show has been Cal just can't <laughs> go up with 30 million dollars in pledges and start breaking ground. Well, right. first off, where something's got to come down for something to go up. Preacher, brother. Passion. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. No. But this no, no. is just going, brother. Don't ever say you're sorry. Yeah. Kind of half no and half like, what are you talking about? No, you're you're no, you're good. Van, I'm you got no, go ahead, Van. I know you oh, good. Well, first TV since got me thinking of something. Do we know that Sydney McLaughlin was a one and done at UK? Do we not understand that she was a one and done? But hell, but when she was a Olympic gold medal, she played at UK. But when we had one and done, there's some part of BBN that hates it. Oh, they don't care. They don't care about about UK and all this stuff. But when certain people leave, then they want to cheer them on. That's just Terry. Th- thank you for um, having me think of that. Because Kenny Harrison, there are some others. I'm not going to go down a track name because I don't want to go down there. But let's go to basketball. I want everybody to pump their brakes on this damn Tennessee game. And here's why. We finally faced a team that was as inept at putting that little circle thing through that orange hoop more than we were their offense stuck <laughs> i mean i'm just saying 
it wasn't like we put up like this offense all of a sudden became very efficient and and we was running running great sets and getting what no come you on you saying man. this is fake juice i'm what are you saying this game saturday wasn't legit am i frozen uh, pers- well i mean I'm, when are people gonna wake I'm up and realize no, right. Burns can't coach i mean <laughs> well you've said that all the time barnes disappears in the big games. Go ahead. all right because i'm not sure that this can't continue i'm just saying no i'm not sure i think saying, but, we 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 should be one game at a time right now do we, am we i just freezing like crazy you are, but I, I, I was, like Carrie said, I, you wanted them to fight. They got down eight nothing, and I was like, "Oh, this is ugly." And then you know they kept fighting. And I was like, "This is what I want to see." But then they're up eight with like three minutes left, and you're like, "Well, they have to win at this point because losing is going to be devastating if they get get rid of this game." I'm I'm just yeah. saying that for all the people who 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 hate Cal, and I'm not a Cal hater because for me. I think it's all players. I'm I'm a player thing in all sports because when you get to this level, if if a coach has to come in before the game and give a damn pregame speech to rally everybody, that's a fucking problem. If players can't self-motivate, that's an issue. And if you don't give effort to the South Carolina game, like Kerry said, the first 10 minutes, or Tristan said, whichever, that is inexcusable because we all know the ball ain't going to go through the hoop all the time. Michael Jordan is the, is the greatest shooting guard in the history of shooting guards. He only made half a shot. So you're not going to make all your shots. But play with effort and attitude. That's the only thing you can control. And they don't do it on a consistent basis, which to me means there's a leadership problem in the locker room. Which evidently, well, leadership or players. I mean, Oscar called out his team after Tuesday. The problem okay, is I, you can't call out your team when you are not. <laughs> if you're not doing it, you can't call other people out. Well, wait, you're, you're saying Oscar's not doing it? Oscar it, on a consistent basis this year? No. Anyway, he, he clearly Oscar is not going to win national player of the year. And realistically, um, I, I'm not even sure he's going to be one of the first uh, make first or second All-American team. Um, no. And mainly because just how this year is gone. But you know, here, here's the thing, too, Terry. I mean, because after tennis, after the game, the the win, the win at Tennessee is huge. And, and again, I said it. I'll say it, we're let's go one game at a time, BBN. Let's not look past. Let's not look look ahead. Let's just stay stay in the moment. No, in the moment though. Yesterday, and I'm, I'm not trying to create controversy or anything, but I'm just following the lead that's been on social media. One common denominator, the one common, the one common denominator with yesterday, Terry. I know, I know. I'm just throwing it out, and I know, you, you I shaking? know you're throwing it out. That yeah. is a simplistic third grade view of how things work. Well, it it had to be this guy. No, it's CJ actually hitting shots. Antonio. So that's, Antonio, that's the silver, the silver that, linings of the last two games. Well, regardless. I'm just saying that's where I'm going. We hit shots. But when you hit too. shots, do you know the, how good fucking, you are? The fucking major radio station program of oh, BBN shit. threw the narrative out that this was the that's, lineup. It's easy you know, and it's lazy yeah, right. and it's yeah. unfair to that young man who, you know, was one of the lone people fighting when we were down in Tuscaloosa. So I'm not going to have that. But here's my Corey Price. Here's my Corey Price nugget for Tennessee. In 1863, Abe Lincoln signed the executive order mandating Thanksgiving be on the last Thursday of November. That's 159 Thanksgivings. (laughs) Kentucky's victory over Tennessee was the 159th time (laughs) Kentucky's men's hoops had beaten uh, Tennessee. 
So in theory, you could have given thanks for a different Kentucky basketball victory over Tennessee every Thanksgiving and not repeat at all. I ain't going to go out on a limb, but I fucking bet Corey Price didn't know that status. <laughs> what say you, Corey? Well, uh, not, not, not that exactly, but I, I, I was going to bring something up of how random this past week was. If I get you these these two things, UK shot fifty one percent from the field and turned the ball over six times at home, hmm. and they shot thirty five percent from the field and turned it over nineteen times on the road, and they won one game and lost one game. Which game do you think they won? That's a great, great you, take. Loss. I mean, it's yeah, just a completely random week where you know, like I said, the, the snaps they had against uh, the uh, Cox, there, there, there goes the the uh, porn porn bot, but uh, and to. To lose a lose a game at home is this it, it's you know it's it's awful. But to play not the not the best game by by far uh, on 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 offense down Knoxville and to be the top five team, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, and for the record, they are a top five team. Tennessee's legit, legitimately good. You know, we 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 caught them. But there's going to be this argument, Tristan, that the odd guy out was Wheeler. So before I get to Wheeler, I'll say this: so going from preseason top five to the bottom that was South Carolina back to beating Tennessee. This isn't the final four team that it's not there yet. Uh, so anybody making that jump just because the Tennessee win is is on some good stuff. Um, but you went into Tennessee. They have if arguably a top two defense, if not the best defense in the country. And, I, and in terms of adjusted off, offensive efficiency, they hadn't played great for much of the season, but since Arizona, they had been scoring 80-plus points a game. So, I mean, you went and played a Tennessee team that was playing as well as anybody in the country and then beat them and held them to their fewest points of, of, of the season. So, I'm not saying that jump is – but this team's good. It, it also just shows how random college basketball is. So, I mean, you have seven, eight teams losing the top 25 every week to teams that are 50 or worse on the bubble crazy you just have crazy games if they can you make gotta, it to the you got to hold the home i mean you got to yeah. you got to win at home period yeah for yeah. for Kentucky the rest of the season their goal is win every game of their own take care of your business right. and maybe still at arkansas um, there's going to be some games out there that at auburn some games like that but um, if they can make it to the tournament they have a I'm not saying they have a shot in elite eight or final four but they can make it to the second round like Terry was saying just because I mean you have Oscar you have Kaysen and you have as much as people don't like Sabir Wheeler Sabir Wheeler he's was a Bob Cousy finalist last year I don't think my takeaway from the Tennessee game is Sabir Wheeler he's still going to play so anybody that expects him to be benched that's not happening he's the SEC assist leader he's one of the best playmakers in the country but Casey Wallace at point guard gives you an aspect especially in the pick and roll they can't just sag off you they have to respect you as a shooter you can't just Shibway's got to set stronger screens because when you have Sabir Wheeler and him and you're not setting a good screen Sabir Wheeler's not going to be able to shoot and Sheway made no contact with the defender, you're not going to get great offense. When you have Casey Wallace that's capable of making and creating a zone shot on a consistent basis, that makes it that more dangerous. With that said, there are going to be games where Severe Wheeler is going to be a better fit to play point than Casey Wallace. I mean, he, he at the end of the day, Casey Wallace had zero points. I'm not saying he didn't mm-hmm. attribute anything, mm-hmm. but he was he wasn't at 100 um, percent, obviously. And he, he, I mean, he was out several minutes. Is it but, back back spasm? Is that what? The story, okay. Yeah, and if you look at Plas, uh, I say, uh, however you say it, Plasvich, Plasvich, at the a minute into the game, he pulled down Case Wallace by the back. 
I'm sure that didn't help, and I'm sure that's a couple minutes later he was actually on on the. You know, let's let's do this. Hold on a second, because who just popped into our chat is our residential ball guy, ball steak. Ball steak is that is that a porn thing too? By the way, steak. I mean, all right. Congratulations. To, he all right. He's congratulating us. Thank you. We will take it. But let, no, let's, bullshit. What's the, what's the story? Right no. I mean, how many fucking flops did we see? Look, like, I'm tired of them yeah. insurance frauds. Like those I mean, dudes, I was waiting for them to pull out one of those God. fake neck braces. Well, and that's what that's what slowed down Tennessee's offense. They started looking for fouls. That's a good point. They started hunting for fouls and started looking for fouls. Missed, those missed layups, you know. Trying to make contact. Yeah. That's what did Tennessee in. If that's they played straight up, they probably would have won. Probably, yeah. You know, in 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 CJ Frederick doing his old man at the Y League, you know, getting uh uh oh, I can't even, number twenty five. I can't think of his name. You know, what I'm talking about Tennessee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. You know, you know, yeah. you know. I just don't like Tennessee. I don't either. But we, yeah, but as we a like staff, as a label, he's, he's a good guy. As a crew, yeah, but yeah. But <laughs> when I think about all the SEC players I dislike in the history. They're all Tennessee people, going back to Ron Slay and all them, and Chisholm and all these dudes. I did like Bernard King and all that. I mean, all, I'm going you know, way back. Get to a Final Four. That's what I tell Kentucky fans. Why are you arguing with Tennessee fans? They ain't never seen their men's team in the Final Four. They don't know what and, good basketball is. And taking it. right. And's right. What's up? You suck. He's right. And. Hey, but that clip, remember during the football game, they brought the basketball team out. The basketball team's waving to the Kentucky yeah, fans. Yeah. Keep that same motherfucking energy now. Ooh, I like You're talking all that shit he now. Motherfucker. You're talking all that stuff. Now you got to back it up, man. I think the biggest thing that came out of that win is just the positivity that this team's going to feel. When you're around, obviously you can see some of the body language and stuff that they've had in, in recent weeks. But when you're around these guys after the game, it doesn't get any better. When you're sitting there and interviewing Jacob Toppin, just looks like he's about to cry, um, talking about all the things he went through. I mean, the positivity what? of this team that's going to have hopefully going to the rest of the season will make a big difference bigger than people realize. I tell you what, there there was the the uh, the video circulating from yesterday, Tristan, uh, on someone who did maybe not cry, it was shed a tear. Coleman. I mean, that, I don't know, Terry, I don't, did you see that? I'm circling back to you, Terry. Hello. Uh, Coleman, I mean, that's passion. That's, that. Well, these guys that, care. And, and exactly. I think, you know, from the cheap seats or even covering, this is their career. Like we, this is mm-hmm. their life. Okay. And yeah. I, I really always think it's arrogant of us as fans to think that, these guys are okay with losing that these guys are going to keep on going and they're only here for a year. And these, these coaches don't care because they got the money. This is, this is what they have chosen to do. And if you think about your own career where you're working towards something and you have a setback and you get together with your team and you overcome it, like you nail that presentation, that's a damn good feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, that people were doubting you. That's a damn good feeling. Like, you know, carry with your fundraising goal. You all are working hard to fundraise. You hit that target. It's a good feeling. It, 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 it just is. So we need to take a step back and realize these people care. They do. And I tell you what, I don't know, uh, Van, you tell me from a player, former player, uh, to see someone like Euless on the bench, um, who is, for the record, I, I've said this before, I'm not a fan of under six foot point guards but Tyler Ulis is the baddest motherfucker ever to be 
in a Kentucky uniform underneath six foot. Just saying. Um, in him, but go ahead, Ben. No, I mean the the great thing about him on the staff is he gets instant credibility. He gets instant the player's ear because he's played my position before on this yeah. court and this and relatively recently. And recently, too. right? And yeah. and, well, yeah. and that's a that's the most important part. Is these kids right. have seen this guy play. They seen him play in the NBA. If they didn't see him play in college, they at least seen him play in the NBA. And he can be a conduit. Like Cal can send stuff through him to talk to the players, which they will hear better through him than through him, through Mulis than through Cal. Or he can tell them, or I can get on you, right? I can rip you a good one, and I can say, hey, Tyler, go pick him up so we can play good cop, bad cop. There's many ways you can play it. I'm not saying Tyler Eulis is going to be your X and O guy, but he can be that guy who can get into your ear and say, okay, in this situation, do this Keeping because I know this real. Keeping it real. Yeah, it it it, it is – and here's the thing, man. I know fans get into it and they love it, but I want everybody to think back to when you were 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Don't get on these kids like they are 30 years old professionals. Each – and here's the thing. Here's the great thing and the bad thing about college athletes and athletes in general. Each day is a different day. Like, it, you don't carry Monday to Tuesday. When you go to sleep and wake up, it's a new day. So you might play poorly on Tuesday, not because um, you might have a great game on Saturday and come play poorly on Tuesday. It's just because you're at 19, 20 years old. You don't know what those guys are going through. They might have a, a bad sociology test or a bad calculus test, and they're feeling bad. Someone at home might have died that we don't know about. There's issues that go in these guys' lives that we have no idea about, right. and that has sometimes an effect on their play on the court because their lack of focus. So that's just something as an athlete that people don't understand is that they're, they are just like you and I, they're entertainment, but sometimes some of these people take it a little too far. I, I've said this numerous times. Please, BBN, stop living vicariously through these 18, 19-year-old kids. I mean, they're kids. My God. And, and I still, this past week, Guys, uh, you know, when I'm this was the week from hell for Kentucky prior to Tennessee. I mean, it was just a bad week, but there's never an ex- don't at the kids in on social media. Don't go at the kid. My God, when you when you start, I see all these screenshots about our fans going at kids, attacking them and, and just saying all this negative shit. My God, Jesus, I don't know. I, I I've never been that way where. I feel like I my day is predic my day a whole day is predicated on what a teenage kid in a Kentucky uniform does. But clearly, it, it, it's the case, and maybe they call it passion or something. I don't know. I, I I think actually at that point, if you're if your day if at the end of the night if you lose sleep or your your day is ruined because uh, a, a Kentucky loss and you're going at it, these kids, man. I think the next day, call your fucking doctor, make an appointment, get some help up here from the neck up. All right, we're uh, Carrie did tell me ten fifteen is the stop, so we got four minutes. So wrap it up. Look, we, yeah, we're in this tonight. A fucking amazing show, and then maybe it's because Tristan Tristan is on tonight <laughs> and has just saved us uh, and uh, doing it. Our, do He's yeah, all Tyler Eulis. He is, man. He's he he just, came in and whipped us into shape, man. Yeah, he yeah. Is. <laughs> that's what we that's what we needed. I, I, that's real that's quick, the tweak. Um, Tristan yeah. is the tweak. All right, so Ball State people were going at him like sucking up, blah blah blah. So his this was his comment. He ain't sucking up. 
Uh, he still hates us. He hates Kentucky. I hope y'all keep that sorry cow. I will always talk shit about Kentucky. Get those. Get back in in those coal mines. Cole keeps the lights on, baby. Yeah, Cole keeps like you know, it's it's it it's, it's all fun. You know, for the record, Paul, it's all fun here. And you are part of the fun entertainment. This is an entertainment show. So it's refreshing to see a yeah. Tennessee fan like that after I mean you can see what people's mentions is that I was called a rut cuck yesterday after some of my stuff. So Ruck Cuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean it's where, refreshing where to see. Porn bot? That should get me a porn bot. Wow. Y'all listen to Tennessee fans. That's a poverty men's basketball. Yeah, I was about to say, I, poverty, yeah. poverty franchise. <laughs> I'm not listening to anything they got to say. Yeah, but, yeah. All right. So where are we at? 10, 12. All right. Uh, Wrap it up, B. We, Euless comes back. He, he starts. But Terry, real quick, and I'm going to only ask you, does now Wheeler kind of have to conform to this past weekend? Or do we go back to the Wheeler approach? What is the Wheeler approach? He's going to play. That's okay. the that's the that's the thing. And He's he going to, to play, and they will figure it out. Okay. You are not benching. No, no, no. SEC not, no. assist leader. No. <laughs> You're not minimizing his role to the point of insignificance. And all these people with these galaxy brains that think they see something that look, men lie, women lie. Corey Price will tell you, numbers don't. You don't accidentally lead the SEC in assists for three straight years. You do not. You just don't. Stop telling me that dude is trash when it, that's not true. I'm with him. And he's shooting the highest three-point percentage he has in his career. So. Oh, thank you, Tristan. Thank you. I mean, you know, again, men lie. It's just that Women shot. lie. I'm not a fan of that. Well, the, the, the it's, not the, it's not the best shot, but it's respect. It's it's respectable. It's, numbers Rundle. don't lie, right, Tristan? Rondo and Wayne Turner didn't have the best-looking shot either. No. Uh, the, the offense is – the numbers bear out that the offense is more effective, more efficient with Willer in the game. And that's just – I know people don't like it. But it is what it is for you, Terry. Thank this you, Nana Mike, baby. Purdy, Purdy show those Niners. <laughs> All right, we uh, we got to shut this down. Um, the chat room tonight fucking killed it. Fall stay even you. We love you. We we appreciate you hanging with us and being. A yeah, guy. thank you. We don't love him. We appreciate. It. <laughs> okay, maybe a lot of love. <laughs> we we like him. We no. like you long time. Uh, Jordan, Jordan bringing it tonight too everybody's brought all right let's do this final shot terry brown give me give me your take final shot hey 49ers baby marching towards the super bowl again i'm excited no mlk i thought you were gonna give me an mlk thing or something oh not to put you on the spot no but but mlk you know i'm not too worried about people posting stuff because all people know about mlk is you know, don't judge me by the content, my, whatever that the the one line. And I'm like, y'all need to find a new speech. He said a lot more <laughs> than that. Give me the angry MLK where he's like, you need to cut the check. He right. had those more are the than quotes. a dream. Is what those are saying, the quotes right? that I retweet because yeah. it ain't just touchy feely MLK. No, MLK was like, we need to change this system. So if you're going to uh, uh, participate in MLK, find something more than just the lovey dovey. I love you. You love me. That ain't what it was, man. All right. Corey Price, final shot. Uh, shout out to uh, women's basketball. Uh, coming today, they were 1-8 in their last nine games. Uh, three of the last four losses were by at least 19 points. And then on top of that, they had the whole uh, Joy Edwards uh, non-drama nonsense. So there was a, you know, team was not in 
uh, great state. And then they were down 16 a day to Florida on the road, and they came came back to win. So big, big, big props to them. Paul Six says, this show is awesome. After Kentucky loses to Tennessee in football, I feed off Kentucky's misery. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a beatdown in football. All right, all right. Who we uh, what we got next? Tristan, final shot, sir. And well, thank you so I, much for doing this. I just Welcome to Round of Shots, me. bro. Um, it was fun to do, and like I said, yeah, I I haven't watched all all your episodes, but I've tuned in from time to time, and you all. We're do, moving forward, do. and you will get the invite moving forward too. I, I, I'm always welcome, but uh, uh, but uh, I just. Just be with this team. Like I said, don't expect a Final Four team or anything like that right now. One game at a time. They have a three-game home stint, and they can uh, ride going into Kansas for the four-game home streak. So hopefully that's what happens. Um, but, I mean, Georgia's good. Texas A&M is playing better. Um, and then you got Bandy, which hopefully we take care of. But they, they can be sneaky sometimes. Bandy but, came up at a big win over the weekend. And, so. then, and then Ian Jackson um, tomorrow. Kentucky's probably the favorite from what I've heard. So I would expect that. Um, the Carolina prediction wouldn't be shocking. But hopefully we, we get to, we get back-to-back positive momentum, hopefully. I, I know I said not to look ahead, guys, but this 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 class Cal has next year. I mean, this is this is where he, he just fucking says, you know what? I'm going to unleash the dogs on well, college 20, I think 2024 – by the end of it, will be better than twenty three. Oh, okay. Uh, so as long as as long as they can keep. I mean, you got Carter Knox, who's who's just as good, if not better, than his brother Kevin when he played mm-hmm. a few years ago. You got Ian Jackson, Trey John. If you want a shooter, an elite shooter, Trey Johnson. If he comes to Kentucky, you have the best high school shooter that you've had in the Calipari era. Good to know, bro. Thanks, thanks so much. Uh, who we carry? So this would have been my final shot for last week's show, but since so we, we didn't have a show last week, I have to do it this week. So anyway, yes, Georgia won the, the FBS National Championship, but go Jackrabbits, San Diego State took down the North Dakota State Bison for the FCS National Championship, the first for South Dakota State. I hope many more to come because I am tired <laughs> of looking at the Bison. Good stuff, Carrie Jack, Lewis. Jack Rabbits. Jack Rabbits. I saw them play this year. They're they good, man. They, 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 they played they, Iowa that 7 5 game, 7 3 game. I'm sorry. 7 3. Dan, give me something. Look. Look. Uh, Would you start with look? The, uh, the Damar Hamlet thing really touched me because I'm a guy who has had a concussion on every level. That's not a good thing. And all of mine, I was completely out. Mm. So here's the thing, man. Like I said earlier, the only thing that's special about athletes, they have a special ability. Just like a rocket scientist, just like some student who is who got an academic scholarship. There's no difference between us and them. Only thing is that we have a special skill just like they do. There's stories behind all these guys. And a great thing that came out of this story is this charity, which he did not publicize. He, it, it, No one knew about it. And that was the greatest thing for humanity to give that guy. One thing could bring us together. And I wish it was more than just freaking athletic. I really do. I wish it was something else that pulled people together more than a freaking game that's a hundred and... and whatever, 20 yards by 53 and a third. It's just weird how the freaking sport can bring the country together. But that kid was a special guy before he had the issue. He's going to be a special guy after because Mm -hmm. these guys have stories. I wish people dig in more to their stories and then one guy who makes a mistake on a freaking Saturday or Sunday. Right. And the dude was uh, paying it forward already. Right. Before because of his – 
his charities and stuff and and it's it's got right now it's crazy crazy good uh on where his charity is is standing right now but um yeah these these guys they all have stories and um and hamlin's uh legit before the situation and uh you know we say things can happen for a reason so yeah all right i gotta say this i gotta real quick my final shot i try to sneak one in every now and then i'm putting it out here guys people who know me know me well i'm a very uh, i'm a paranormal enthusiast i uh i'm into the whole ufo uap alien thing no not every light in the sky is a ufo or not every bump in the night is a ghost or paranormal but let's look at this recently uh the the uh government has taken the whole ufo uap as they call it now uap more serious where they even for military people can now officially post or share uh contacts or stories without any kind of a the whistleblower thing they don't they're not going to get in trouble so recently the the uh government released their latest uap findings and there was a boatload of more reports 350 50 new reports since uh, 2021 and a bunch of those were still um, they couldn't they didn't have answers for not saying that they're alien but as an X-Files fan I'm hoping they are Uh, but guys I've said in my the three greatest questions in our lifetime and I I mean no offense to anybody out there who are faith driven or whatever is there a God what happens when we die and are we alone in the universe I still think in my lifetime, and I'm fifth. I'm going. I'll be 56 in April. In my lifetime, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the answer. Are we alone in the universe? It's gonna mm. happen in my lifetime. So I kind of wish. I, I do root for the. I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Is that like a porn thing too, where you gotta use a propel? All right. Okay. We are stopping while you're in. Yeah, I'll stop while you. Carrie's gonna fist fight you. She's going to boxing class and she's gonna find you. Carrie loves me no matter what because I'm uh I'm, That's the problem. I'm older and she's scully to me. All right, guys. Uh round of shots, killing it tonight. Oh my god, there were so many sound bites. Terry, I gotta get your clip on Mitch. That was killer. Terry Brown, Corey Price, Van, Carrie, Tristan. Thank you for making our acquaintance tonight. And uh, you. you will get more invites. Cheers to bourbon and all that good stuff. Not whiskey. It was bourbon. Let me bourbon. be very clear. I only drink bourbon because uh, I'm from Kentucky. Still, BBN, Kentucky, it's the most passionate fan base ever. We've got great programs, and let's just learn to support our, not learn, continue to support our people. For our cast of characters, uh, great stuff tonight. Appreciate you guys. A round of shots. The audio will drop this early part of the week. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast platforms. Round of shots. Guys, great show. Happy Sunday. Everyone have a good week. We will be back next Sunday. Go Cats. Peace out. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.